guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans. Today is a fun one. It's about to get warm and hot out here, so we need to focus on our hydration. We are gonna break down some hydration hacks, talking about how much water you should be drinking, and then some other beverages, either their benefits or their negatives, and what we should or shouldn't be putting in our bodies, and some of the um, effects that they have on us. So let's get into it, and let's be conscious of what we are drinking. It's not just about the tequila, although we talk about that too. Have a great day, and be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts, and look for this video on YouTube. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm excited to be with you here today. The summer is upon us. It's going to be hot out soon. As you know, or maybe you don't know, I am in Denver, Colorado, so we've been having a feast of rain, which is really good. I think we've broken moisture records thus far, uh, which is good for our ground and our growth and our grass and all the things. However, I'm here for the sunshine. I don't want it to get too hot too fast, but we know as the heat increases, so do our hydration needs. So I wanted to do a quick podcast on some hydration hacks, but then also break down beverages, not just alcohol ones, but, you know, soda and, you know, natural, um, quote unquote, natural bubbly water, all those things, just so we can check in on, you know, what we're consuming through those, through those beverage beverages, whether it's sodium salt, uh, which is intentionally, or maybe it's just something um, extra that you're adding in, or you don't know that you're adding in, you know, electrolytes are important uh, or sugar or chemicals in general. Like let's break down what we're drinking. I think our beverages are often overlooked, especially if they're not alcoholic, um, beverages on how, you know, calorically, you know, impacting they can be and how much crap can really be in the stuff that we're drinking. So we are going to do a quick breakdown on different beverages that are good, some that are not so good. I'm going to give you a quick tool for suggested water intake. And a lot of this, you can get into the depth around, you know, water, coffee's on here, you can get into coffee and mold. So I'm just going to kind of touch on a few of these and then you can dig in further. I, I got this really great but straightforward and simple article from my fitness pal and they called it the drinks that are worth the calories or not. I'm not super concerned in the calories. You know, if you are, that's fine. But we're, we're just going to talk about um, and reveal what's what are the nutrients or positives of some beverages, common beverages, and then what are some of the negatives. And then I'm going to give you some suggested hacks on basically how to get more water in your life. Because at the end of the day, it's really just about drinking water and getting enough water. But yes, water can be boring. So how can we level that up so we are actually enticed outside of just kind of gutting through, you know, a hundred ounces a day or whatever it is, <laughs> just of plain old water. Although I've really grown to appreciate water. So and as this heat comes in, you know, it, it really does intensify, especially if you are an athlete and you're sweating out there in the sun, you need so much more water just to maintain optimal hydration levels. And like for CrossFit, we're out there on the blacktop and it's, you know, usually I feel like it's at least 10 degrees hotter than what is outside just on the blacktop. So you really got to pay attention to how you're hydrating and what you're doing. And that can get into like brain function and all kinds of stuff, but we're just going to scratch the surface today and just know that you need more water. And then I'll, I'll give some links on some other things. You can get into the minutia around hydration and some other tips. Let's jump in here. This article says the next time you boil the kettle or reach into the refrigerator to quench your thirst, consider whether you go, whether your go-to beverages are helping or hurting your health. Liquid calories add up quickly, says Vicky Shanta, uh, 
Rentley, she's an RDN dietitian, dietitian and author of The Essential Guide to Healthy Healthy Healing Foods. Research shows that the brain does not register liquid calories the same way solid food calories do so you can be drinking hundreds of excess calories without really realizing it. I think this is true. And there's lots of studies around this. Again, calories aren't the super focus for me. That's always something to be conscious of, but it's more of just like, what are we putting in your body? Cause when you do, you drink it, it's not like chewing or there's just not like that deep uh, resonation of, you know, what you're eating, drinking. I think we're just thirsty until we just pound stuff down and you can have an extraordinary amount of calories or chemicals or sugar or whatever go in without you even knowing it. And a lot of that is marketing. So, you know, with Care Alliance, my consulting, company we work with a good amount of consumer package goods and i you know over 20 plus years we've really gotten picky on not only the product what's in it but the humans behind it we work specifically with mission-driven humans so usually if the people are good then the product they go the extra mile to make it good but there's lots to know when we're putting stuff in our body and you really got to dig in and understand what's going on and that goes for beverages as well so Let's jump back in. There's more to consider than just calories, too. Some beverages have major health benefits, ranging from a decreased risk of heart disease and enhanced longevity, while others are linked with obesity, poor sleep, quality, and more rapid aging. We're not we're not wanting that because Botox is already expensive. In addition to feeling good, let's just let's not do uh, speed the aging process here. Number one, water. We know this. Let's see what they have to say. Water helps regulate temperature, lubricate joints, fuel metabolism, and move waste. Although it may it might be the ultimate health beverage, a 2018 survey found 77% of Americans consume too little water to meet their daily health needs. You get water in the vegetables, fruits, soups, broths, tea, and coffee, uh, relently says, but sipping it unadulterated throughout the day is the key to good health. Drinking water could also be the key to weight loss. One study, uh, one study, those showed that those who drank two glasses of water before a meal consumed 22% fewer calories. Dehydration has also been linked to symptoms such as fatigue, dizziness, reduced alertness, and increase in the production of cortisol, the stress hormone, Need extra incentive to make water your drink of choice? Relently suggests trying sparkling water with a spritz of lemon, lime, clementine, or grapefruit for added flavor and fizz. As long as there's no added sugar, these fizzy waters offer the same benefits as plain water. Okay, so this one, again, how much water to drink, what to do. This, you can get into the minutia on a lot of these, but a quick rule of thumb for like how much water each person should drink is relatively simple. And there's some rules out there, but again, I don't think you can overdo it. Uh, well, you you can, but for the majority of humans, you're not getting enough. So you don't need to fully worry about overdoing it. But as a general rule of thumb, you should try to drink between half an ounce and an ounce of water for each pound you weigh every day. For an example, if you weigh 200 pounds, it is recommended you drink 100 ounces of water if you are performing non-strenuous activities. So if you are performing more strenuous activities, I would add, if possible, about 50% to that. And again, it's kind of how much can you handle. But so let's say if you're not working out, but it's just a regular day. And again, considering the heat, if it's hot out, which you know it will get hot even out here in Colorado, uh, you're 200 pounds and you want hundred ounces. So if your water bottle is 20 ounces, you know, I, I actually, I've been working with a nutritionist for the past couple of years. Shout out to Jackie. She's amazing. And I wanted to just carry around a gallon of water a day. Cause that was kind of basically the goal, <laughs> but it just got cumbersome. And I looked like one of those weightlifters that has a giant jug. They drag around the weight room, which I always thought was funny. Cause like the water station was six steps away. So anyways, 
if you don't want to do that, which I did have some and I branded with turmeric and tequila because your girl is the most and they're cool. You can also just use a 20 ounce water bottle. And Jackie taught me this tip. If you put, you know, if you need hundred ounces and it's 20 ounce water bottle, put five rubber bands on there. So every time you finish it and fill it, you move a rubber band or a hairband down to the bottom of the water bottle. So if you've got five at the top, you drink it, fill it, move one rubber band, rubber band down. So it's a really cool, easy, simple hack to track your water without having to buy a big fancy water bottle or anything else. Just get, you know, calculate your ounces, get five bands, and then and then put it back. So, uh, and then keep track that way. So if you, um, and and then pay attention to your body, all these rules of thumbs can be great, but you know, if you're doing, if you're 200 pounds, you're doing hundred ounces and it's not enough. And that won't be enough. If you're, you know, when it's hot outside and you're, and you're doing strenuous activity, you need to add more, but see how you feel. If it feels like you're dehydrated or thirsty, uh, add more water in and then just kind of adjust accordingly. There is no like quick calculation for every single person. You kind of need to play with it and dial into yourself. In, in, In general, I would err on the side of getting more water than not enough. So overhydrate a bit if possible. And, um, then, uh, again, see how you feel. And if you know you're going to be in the heat, even if you're not doing strenuous activity and you're going to be in the heat, your body is sweating. And if it's hot out, the perspiration is evaporating off your skin quicker. So you don't even realize how much you're sweating. So just hydrate. And it's so funny, you know, at KO Alliance in my personal world, I was a former top 20 D1 athlete, went to the CrossFit games, you know, more than a few times. We've done a lot of human optimization professionally. My two simplest hacks before you go spend a bunch of money and do all this stuff are pay attention to your water and pay attention to your sleep. If you're water, if you're hydrated and you're paying attention and you feel good that will help like with this article just said with your metabolism and cortisol your hormones which then in turn you know that's also impacted with your sleep if you're getting good sleep your hormones are more at bay you're getting deep sleep xyz but you really do need that amount of water to help regulate that the second you know the hormones start to get out of whack then you can go down a rabbit hole which i have of you know supplementation or i haven't supplemented a ton with hormones but trying to navigate around cortisol because of stress and then stress around competing and you just don't want to so if you can take care of your hydration that will be huge and like i agree with this study i mean it is science it's saying 20 if you drink two glasses of water 22 percent eight fewer calories well if you're an athlete you're probably not trying to eat fewer calories but you are hydrated and then you are less hungry oftentimes when we're thirsty and dehydrated it feels like hunger so then we're eating and not only are we adding additional calories we probably don't need we're not hydrated we're not getting to the root cause so make sure you're getting that water i do actually believe in just drinking even eight ounces of water before you eat a meal and um i don't think i eat less food I think I'm just fuller. So there's that. But, you know, we're crossfitters. We eat is what it is. Uh, I just think it's an easy way to get hydration. And then I drink a ton of water. I will say, do check, you know, your water source is a big thing. I, you know, I'm not here for the plastic bottles and all that, but if you can do, you know, refill the giant jugs at your grocery store and you go refill them yourself and you have just a dispenser in your house. I use some water uh delivery services for a while and every single one that i used was horrible they would leave it outside it get stolen they would leave it um one time it was glass and then it froze because it was when i mean everything around it was just a kind of a nightmare so i eventually just went bought went on amazon bought a water dispenser that um i think it's like a six gallon jug and i dispensed it i've had it now knock on wood for at least four or five years and it's way cheaper that way and then i just go fill my water each week i even do it for my dogs and that way i know where our water is coming from in denver and old houses where i live we know we have lead pipes you never really want to be drinking water with lead pipes 
Um, again, you can get into the depths of of this, you know, science and detail, but you don't want lead. So if you can have the luxury and, and affordability to get your own water, do that. Dodge the little water bottles because it's too much plastic. But the jugs, the six gallon jugs are really easy and they're smaller ones if that's too much to carry. If you are a fitness human though, I actually think it's a really great practical like little fitness thing to move them in and out of your house and, and stuff like that. It's a little more annoying when it's cold, but control your water source and then, you know, get a ton of water. And that in turn will also help your sleep. So those two things, if you have nothing else, you can't afford all this other extra vitamins, proteins, blah, 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 get your sleep dialed in, get your water dialed in. And I think those are two of the biggest hacks in the world. And you can listen to a bunch of athletes, especially the CrossFitters that talk about all the hacks and, you know, they've got sponsors, they get free stuff. Most of them will talk about sleep and water. So control those two things and just drink enough water. It's, I mean, it's easy and then get a clean water source. So that's amazing. I do like that she says, you know, you can just add fizzy waters. One of my favorite hacks, we did this a lot, CrossFit, going to the games years ago because it was even hotter out in California when the games were out uh, at the StubHub Center back in the day and even Aromas. That's how long we've been in it. And it was hot and that was on like a tennis court. So, you know, it was 10 degrees hotter on the courts we were competing in. Um, and we did this thing called LCW lemon cucumber water. And it was literally a couple slices of cucumber, a couple slices of lemon, and then just some sea salt. And it really, you didn't taste the salt at all, but just some simple electrolytes. And then there's tons of awesome benefits from the cucumbers and from the lemon. And, um, you can Google that, but those tons of, you know, natural stuff and minerals and, and everything in there. Uh, but it flavors the water just enough. So it wasn't like a Gatorade where it's super sticky and it's a lot of sugar and you're, you almost have to water those down. But it was flavorful enough where you wanted to drink more. So it's a couple slices of lemon, a couple slices of cucumber, and then like a, a splash of sea salt. Mix it up in like 20 or 40 ounces, depending how big your water bottle is, and drink that. The bubbly sodas, like the natural LaCroix and everything else, coming from the consumer package, Good World, you heard about this. If you listen to turmeric and tequila, we had four-point bar on. There's really no such thing as natural flavoring. Anything that they're putting into something is not natural. Even if they say it is, there's some sort of process there. Instead of drinking, you know, the flavored bubbly waters, the Croy, melon, whatever, I love them in my tequila drinks. I try to pull back from that and just buy the plain sparkling water or the club soda and then add fruit in it. Drop a strawberry in there. Drop a cu cucumber is my favorite. Spot water always gets like this super rich, like pinky out, classy, mm, we're at the spa drink type thing. And it's water with cheap ass fruit or vegetables in it. Cucumbers are not expensive. So slice some of those suckers up. And if you can't get a big jug or even a gallon and put it in your fridge so it's sitting there waiting and you will crush through it fast and you think that's one of my favorite hacks. I like get one of those jugs that has a little spout in the bottom. Throw some cucumbers in there and some lemon, sometimes like some berries. And I'll try and do like a gallon of that a day and it'll be gone usually by the end of the day, but then we have a little leftover. Uh, you don't want the fruit and stuff to sit in there too long, but you'll be surprised how much you crush through it. Even if not, you don't want to do the whole gallon thing. Just throw a cucumber slice in your, a slice in your water and it you, it's amazing how easy and cheap it is. And honestly, how much better it tastes than the sparkling cucumber flavor. So lean into that. I don't know if she was suggesting that you drink some of those. Um like the flavored ones, but just put the real stuff in sparkling water, get the plain and do that. And that's what I do with my tequila drinks as well. Plain club soda. And then I add all my fruit and whatever else in. And if you really want to be varsity, uh, this does not really help the health benefits, but take your pineapple or your cucumber and soak them in tequila for like a week and then use that in your tequila drink. So this is not, this is the anti-hydration, but I'm just saying if you want to do the healthiest version of an alcoholic drink, um, tequila, soda water, and then some fruit or lemon or whatever that's been infused with the 
said tequila. So we're here for both on Team Tequila. You know, I'm going to give you the devil and the angel here. Moving on to the list. Water is the main takeaway. We're starting out with number one. So I just fire hosed you, no pun intended, with the importance of water. But let's move on to tea. Tea is a gangster. Tea gets a bad rap because it's not that flavorful. Um, you know, it's it, coffee is kind of like the varsity player. And then, you know, tea just gets put on the back burner and Ted Lasso doesn't love it. So I feel like it became extra uncool, but we're going to let it be. Tea is what it is. Sipping a mug of tea has been associated with health benefits ranging from improved cognitive function to a lower risk of heart disease. New research found tea drinkers also live longer than their non-tea drinking peers. For thousands of years, tea, especially green tea, has been revered for its medicinal properties. Relently says, green tea contains antioxidants and a specific plant compound called uh, catechins and fend off inflammation, oxidation to cells or damage them from free radical compounds and can keep bones strong too. Make sure to let your tea cool a little before drinking. Drink tea warmer than 140 degrees, 60 degrees Celsius, is associated with an elevated risk of esophageal cancer according to two, a 2019 research. I had never heard that the temperature can actually impact your esophagus, but I'm wondering if it just straight up burns it and it's not the tea. You never know with these studies, like if it, you know, if it's actually about the thing, I mean, cause then it's not about the tea. It's about the temperature that's like, but if you have to be told to not drink something that's burning your mouth, there's a larger issue there. So we'll save that for another day for now. Um, I'm apologizing. I'm probably saying this doctor's uh, name incorrectly, but she suggests that, um, you know, how great tea is and how it can fend off or the studies really show inflammation, oxidation and cells of damage from free radical compounds. Free radical compounds are kind of free radicals are kind of what we're going after all the time. And like uh, antioxidants are huge from blueberries and everything else. Free radical or antioxidants are kind of the key to this. And then we want to be getting rid of free radicals. So tea, I'm here for the science and research and all the things getting into the details and minutia of why to do or not to do something. But I also lean on the fact that if certain civilizations have done something for millions of years or whatever it is, like a really long time, there's probably something to that because outside of them not having, you know, uh, abilities to really fully or get, you know, in the, into the intricacy of academia and studying and science. And although there is some, you know, history of some of that stuff, they did it and then they passed on, you know, things to each generation and tea has been around forever. And you can then look at some of the commonalities of how, um, the, 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 how the, their civilizations lived and thrived. You know, I'm here a fan for, of Blue Zones. They talk about like the six to eight pillars of, you know, uh, how centurions, people to live to 100, like the six to eight pillars that help them do that. And food and what you eat and, and, and is a huge piece of that alongside community and purpose and um, some sort of spiritual belief. But for today, lean into tea. And there's a ton of great ways to um, doctor tea up in a good way. The same thing you can do tea with some fruit. I've gotten all different teas. There's an awesome detox tea that I get. It's like dandelion root and something basic. So after a long weekend, we definitely do a couple glasses of that. But you can get some that are flavored. Definitely watch the caffeine on these and read the label to make sure there's not a bunch of artificial sweeteners in them. Uh, a lot of them have that now. So try and just get really plain tea stuff. And you can even make your own for really, really cheap. The margin on tea is ridiculous because the tea you can buy is cheap and they throw it in a bag, which is extra trash. But if you can just buy like a tea um, holder and then you fill it yourself, loose leaf tea is really inexpensive. You can get it from natural grocers or grocery stores and you can buy just like basic stuff and dandelion root and this. And if that is something you want to do, I would Google best way to make your own teas. I can go on a tangent on that, but 
find out what your needs are. You can say inflammation or better sleep or even bowel movements, whatever. There's a tea for everything. And my thing is, it, it's nice to have something delicious, but if you can kind of figure that out with your water and adding some fruit, whatever, if you have a glass of tea at night and it's not the most tasteful, tasty thing, just gut it down. And I mean, you know how good it is for you. It's not that big of a deal to have, you know, a cup of green tea in the morning, which does have caffeine uh, versus your coffee or every other day, or maybe even once a week, just working it in. Um, I think it's an, it's an easy switch. It's not, I don't think we need to be too high maintenance on yummy stuff. Like, yes, we want to take good, taste good and we want to enjoy our food and all that. But if the health benefits are there, crush it down and on the flip side of that if you're probably a party animal which i will say that i am because uh, eternally in college you will take a shot not every shot tastes great and you just gut it down i i really feel like it's the exact same mentality like you know what sit down get the glass of tea down and skip it let's not overthink this it's it's for the health okay number three coffee your morning cup of joe provides more than just a jolt of caffeine. Coffee has been associated with a range of health benefits from a reduced risk of dementia and lowered rates of depression to a decreased risk of uh, colorectal cancer. Drinking coffee instead of sugar-sweetened beverages also reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes. Coffee contains an array of polyphenols, which are antioxidant compounds that may be beneficial for overall health. Uh, bluntly explains. So coffee, this one has kind of, you you probably heard both sides of this. Coffee's good. Coffee's not good. Da, 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 da. I think coffee is good. I try and do one cup a day and that's it. Like anything, I do think moderation, except for with tequila, wink, wink, if you're not watching this on YouTube, um, is the key. And there's, you know, mold is associated with a lot of coffee. So as clean as you can get, know what the source is, make sure it's fair trade. It's just like quality of product, just like anything else. You know, you need water, get to good quality water. You, if you want to have coffee, great, get to good quality coffee and ask some questions, read some labels. I do think it's worth spending a little bit more. And if you have time, you can do it at home and just get some really clean beans. Some are like Whole30 approved and whatever else. A lot of that's like a lot of the, you know, stamps of approval that organizations pay for that, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter, but it helps sell things. So dig in and just read about the company that you're drinking and just try and get as clean as minimally processed stuff as possible. And then just make sure there's no chemicals when they are processing it and dig into the details. And I would say like, you know, one cup a day. Coffee was a big thing in, you know, a lot of the conversations I've read about life longevity. So I think coffee is delicious. I think it's one of the wonderful things we have in life that's not terrible for you. It's traditionally calorie free. The coffee drinks are major asterisks there. If you look at like what's in Starbucks and some of these sugar drinks, it's pretty outrageous. I mean, they're like one to 2000 calories for, you know, a Frappuccino with whip and whatever else and toffee chips. And it's like, uh, it's literally like a Dairy Queen Sunday. So breathe on those. Let's just, you know, if you can't stick to the regular coffee, I'm here for indulgence. So if that's like your once a week thing or your treat, follow your heart, but recognize, go read the labels on what's in some of these sugar drinks and drink it as plain as possible. If you can, I think in the caffeine, I like it in the morning as like a little morning workout I, um, buzz. I don't do any sort of pre-workout. And I do, there's some studies about waiting at least 90 minutes after you wake up to then drink coffee and do caffeine. Um, I had just, I had an awesome conversation with a health professional a couple podcasts ago, and she said that her number one suggestion for health would be to quit drinking coffee. So caffeine is a drug. Just read into it and then pay attention, just like the water, like how your body reacts to stuff um, and lean in. I would say limit it to like a cup, maybe two a day. And then I would do green tea every other day. So that's my non-doctor suggestion. Here is our, can we say our favorite? Something we appreciate, but also in moderation, alcohol. 
A, uh, a triple could help expand your life. A research, I'm not sure what a triple is. New research linked modern alcohol consumption with an increased likelihood of living to age 90. We're here for this on Tumor and Tequila. Tell us more. Alcohol's link to longevity is still somewhat of a mystery, says Relently. There's some theories that certain alcoholic beverages, such as red wine, contain plant compounds that may be cardio protective. Enjoying a drink may also alleviate stress. The health benefits are associated with drinking in moderation, which is one drink per day for women, two drinks a day for men. The research shows binge drinking was associated with a shorter lifespan. So I think this, like anything else, including exercise, really has to be moderation. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had to pull back from overtraining, like literally doing too much fitness because I had adrenal fatigue. That was putting my hormones out of whack. Like anything out of moderation really isn't going to serve you long term. So this in moderation, and this is why we started drinking tequila and by we, I mean me, myself and I, because it was the cleanest of all. And like my body just felt like the least worse of anything else. Like it just felt like a clean burn and it was an upper. There's some science that says it's the only upper and some say it's not of all the alcohols, but we won't get into that. I just think it's the cleanest and I feel the least worse. And I enjoy, I like actually enjoy it at this point, but there's a point of diminishing returns. So I like that they mentioned it can be a stress reliever, but I do think this is a slippery slope. Do I think to come home at, you know, at the end of the night or whatever it is, I don't like to be the routine person where it's like every night we're having a glass of wine type thing. But if you are, I do think that's like the baby boomer generation. Um, no shade there. I just think that's, you know, a lot of that. I see a lot of those patterns of behavior within that generation. That's great if you can just cut it off at one. That's kind of how my dad is. He's a longtime fitness human, master's champion, et cetera. CrossFit. Uh, that's good. I, I just think the psychology of thinking I need to relax and you go, your go-to is alcohol is a slippery slope. So if you're good with one and you know, your, your patterns of behavior, great, but if your immediate coping behavior is I'm kind of stressed, let's get a drink that I think is a problem. I would, my rule of thumb with alcohol is either you're either having it to make the situation more fun, meaning like I'm going to be hype, whatever. You don't need alcohol to have fun. In fact, I think most people think I'm drunk all the time and I'm not at all. Uh, so that's a whole other podcast, but it's, it's something like, it's fun. You're with your friends, you're going out. It's fun. But like to sit home or drink because I'm sad or mad or whatever, that's a no for me because I just, A, I don't want to do it, but I just don't, I literally, I believe in practicing behaviors and your behaviors become your habits, your habits become your life, blah, blah, blah. And I don't like the psychology of like, this is what I do to heal. That's when you go write in a journal, go for a walk, have a conversation, do something else. So the why I think is really important around alcohol. My thing is, if it's going to be a fun situation, it's more fun with it. I, I guess that could be controversial. That's great. It's a yes. Everything else is probably a no from, or it is a no for me definitively. So have that conversation with yourself and get clear. And I do think, and this also came up in blue zones where they studied the centurions, people to live to be a hundred. What they did in a glass of red wine a day was very common for these hundred year old thriving humans. So uh, just like the water, just like anything else, uh, the coffee, go get, you know, wine with less sulfites as natural as possible, as organic as possible. There's, some conversation around those labels, but you know, my thing is lean into it, get it as clean as possible as you can. I've seen some of those one, those thing, I think it's Vivo that takes the sulfites out. I've talked to a bunch of nutritionists and they said, that's not true. So I don't know if you need to spend money on that. I just go for the cleanest, most organic wine out there. I'm not a huge wine drinker. Um, anything fermented really impacts my sleep. So that's another thing. If you are going to have a glass, I would do it at least three hours before bedtime, because then you're messing with one of the two important things, in my opinion, the sleep and the water, it does dehydrate you and it does impact your sleep. So 
uh, if you are looking to get better sleep and uh, get deeper, more quality sleep, the first thing I would suggest for anyone out there is to cut out alcohol for a minimum of two weeks, but see how much your sleep changes. And I, I wear um, a Whoop and a Fitbit. The second I have more than two drinks, I can see immediately on my both trackers that it had impacted my sleep. I have less deep sleep, the recovery is impacted. So it's like significant. So to me, alcohol really is like a treat. It's something you're going to sacrifice. You're going to budget for your time and recovery, knowing that like life is short. We got to have fun. We're going to do it, but there are costs with it and that's okay. But you want to factor that in when you have, um, you know, the time and energy to feel a little bit less productive the next day or have less sleep or no, have a week ahead where you, within the week ahead, you can get some more sleep. So that's alcohol. Sugar-laden coffee drinks. We kind of already talked about this, but they do like get into the, a little bit more detail, which is good. The vanilla latte or caramel macchiato that help get you through the afternoon slump could be wreaking havoc on your sleep. A 2020 study published in the Sleep Journal Health Sleep Journal Sleep Health found women who drank at least one high-calorie coffee drink per day reported poor sleep quality compared to women who didn't report drinking any sugary coffee coffee beverages. It's well known that caffeine is a stimulant and contributed to poor sleep, explains study co-author Deborah Rom Young, PhD director of behavioral research at Kaiser Permanente, Southern California. The combination of sugar and caffeine may alter circadian rhythms. The takeaway, if you're having trouble sleeping, ditch the sugary high-calorie coffees uh, that could ease insomnia. So this is big. I would, if you're going to have coffee, have it in the morning, dodge all the sugars. There's actually some pretty good impressive creamers out there now that have turmeric and um, different like mushrooms and reishis and turkey tail like that. You can really get them. I mean, they're getting into it on the coffee stuff and that stuff is better and usually lower sugar. But man, I do like a dash of coconut milk or right? milk. M-A-L-K is my favorite almond milk. I froth that up. It tastes different than any other almond milk out there. If you don't like almond milk, go try milk. M-A-L-K. It's awesome. It tastes like how almond extract smells because there's no guar gum. There's no garbage in it. But I would say ditch all these sugary, sugary drinks uh, if you can entirely, like, especially the caffeinated ones. And if you're drinking that after 3 p.m., even if you think caffeine doesn't affect you, it actually does. And if you want to prove it to yourself, go get one of these trackers. The Fitbit I actually got for free. You don't have to pay for anything to use it. Whoop is a little bit more expensive. But you can see the impacts for yourself, and it will really incentivize you to make better choices on what you're consuming, you know, drink food, whatever else, even social media, et cetera. I can show some stuff. Whoop has a new stress thing that they can measure so much data. So I would get rid of those. And if you like them, just try it down, get it down to once a week. And I got to say, not only is this like costly calorically and health wise, but financially, these suckers are like six to eight bucks and you're probably waiting in like a 15 minute line. So it's costing you time. Really pull back and have a view on how important some of this afternoon stuff is that you're putting in your body. And at minimum, just start to, instead of uh, taking stuff away, add stuff in. So just instead of going to get that, drink a big glass of water and a lemon cucumber water or something, and then see if you still feel like getting that latte. And if you do, that's fine. But every day, maybe add a little bit more water until you like wean yourself off to even wanting it. And then it's like psychologically, not so much like you're limiting yourself, but now you're hydrating versus, you know, caffeinating and see how your energy shifts. So it's instead of deprivation, you're actually incentivizing yourself to kind of just, you feel better, feel more hydrated, get better sleep. And that will naturally work its way out and your bank account won't be tapped either. Let's get into juice. I'm not a huge juice fan, but let's talk about it. 
Fruit juice might contain vitamin C and potassium, but it's also chock full of sugar and often contains the same amount of calories as soda. Even the sugar in fruit juice is even the, the sugar in fruit juice fruit juice is natural. Research published in JAMA Open Network concluded your body metabolizes them the same as added sugar, like those in soda. And their negative health effects, including weight gain and increased risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and all-cause mortality. Uh, the risk of dying from any cause don't make up for the slight nutritional benefit. Instead of juice, eat a piece of fruit. Thanks to the fiber content of whole fruits, the sugar is absorbed more slowly and won't spike your blood sugar like fruit juice. Fiber also helps you feel fuller longer. Could not agree with this more. You know, even fresh squeezed fruit, uh, orange juice, where there's nothing but just oranges, it's amazing. I'm here for that at brunch or, I mean, a mimosa, you know. Uh, you can dilute it with champagne. Just kidding. If you uh, do drink juice, like I would do it minimally, but otherwise get rid of it and just start eating fruit. We weren't a household. We grew up, grew up with like, grew up, <laughs> Lala. We grew up with the uh, like juice in our bottles or anything like that. I think my mom was really worried about our teeth. And that's another thing. Like if you put a bunch of juice or sugar, people even put soda in bottles. It's like horrible for uh, pediatric baby teeth. And it's just sugar trash for their body and their growing little brain. So let's not do that. Um but it's just all sugar. And even and even the ones you read, they're like all natural, whatever, it'll say from concentrate on the bottom. So you really got to read the labels and you got to get into it. I am here for cold pressed green juices. There's a bunch of them out there. They're a little bit more pricey, but if you read the label, it's really low sugar. And there's usually like five grams of fiber, even a couple grams of protein. And it does not taste the best, but you got it down. It's greens. I mean, it's I, sometimes I'll, I'll do a green drink and I'll add in some collagen protein and then I'll try and eat some real protein within a couple hours. So the collagen's absorbed correctly, but I call it like a chicken salad on the go. And it's just greens with collagen in it. Cause we're, we're making moves. Um, but it's not bad. You don't taste the collagen. You gut down some vegetables and move on to the next thing. So that's the only juice I would really suggest. But like they said, if you are, you know, a fruit person, if you're trying to, you know, trim some, some weight off or anything like that, consult your local nutritionist. But I would get rid of any, any Java, any of these sweet drinks, coffee, juice, et cetera. I think that's the easiest one. Diet soda. Again, my baby boomers, this is for you. Patterns and behaviors I personally recognize. Uh, the zero-calorie beverage has been linked to some big health risks. We've been hearing about this for a while. Let's go. Research has linked diet drinks to weight gain, higher risk of type 2 diabetes, dementia, and even premature death. The latest data found pairing sucralose, the artificial sweetener in diet soda with carbs, the risk of metallic, uh, with carbs, the risk of metabolic syndrome, a combination of higher blood sugars, elevated blood pressure, and weight gain. The downside of diet soda is that it's full of artificial chemicals and coloring and devoid of any nutritional value. Relently says some diet soda, some diet sodas contain sugar substitutes, also called polyols, um, polyols, yeah, such as, uh, Ex Exitrol. I can't read it right now. We've definitely seen this before. Um, Malatitrol and Sorbitrol. We've, we've read all these. Again, people might think I'm drinking, but I'm not. We're just trying to run through the science here. From ferments, uh, which ferment in the digestive tract can cause gas, bloating, and abdominal pain. Relently warns that drinking too much diet soda might also diminish your water intake, leading to dehydration. So this is pretty big. It's 
it's funny because again, diet culture was big. I feel like in the eighties, nineties, two thousand, we started to get out of it. Then it was just about not eating at all. But none of those are what we want to promote here on tequila, turmeric and tequila. But diet soda, I don't feel like is very cool. Even when I go to McDonald's, literally once in a blue moon or get fast food, I will get a diet soda only because they're. I mean, high C or anything else is just super sugary. Sometimes I'll get that. Depends on the mode. And again, this once in a blue moon. But uh, the regular soda, like Coke and stuff, is almost too sugary for me. So it's all trash. You got to get rid of all of it. But diet soda, it's so funny because we are, you know, conditioned to think you should do this to lose weight. And here it is on the flip side, not only not helping you lose weight, it's causing significant, you know, potentially life ending consequences and dementia, all that stuff with your brain. That's not just death. That's like a slow, painful death, not only for you, but those around you. So anyone that's drinking like a diet soda a day or I, I knew people, you know, a while ago. Again, that were 40 plus that were drinking two to three a day. Putting that fake sugar in your body consistently is significant and it can have drastic measures on what's going on. It's just like, you know, if you're having a drink every day, if you're overtraining every day, it's too much it's system overload and the health impact can be significant and you really got to lean in. If you're a diet drinker, a diet soda drinker, Google this, lean in, get some real science just so you can really see the impact of this. We'll just touch on it and like all the fake sugars that were in there. Um, so, uh, you know, sorbitrol, we've heard of all the malatrol. I'm not saying correctly, but we've uh, elixitrol or whatever it is. We, we've saw, we've seen those. I've seen them a ton on labels and whatever else. But, you know, anything trawl, like sucrose, trawl, like when the endings look the same, one's sugar, one's chemical, anything that's on those labels, just throw it away. I don't care if you can read it or pronounce it or not. You can see it enough to know that that's a no. Toss it out. So those are, you know, the seven things that we've run through that you can add in or take away. I am not a big person on saying unlimiting yourself or depriving yourself. So instead of taking stuff out, add stuff in. If you're trying to limit the lattes, just keep adding water in and add other stuff in water with fruit, sparkling club soda with some fruit, an actual piece of fruit, just add in some other stuff. And so that just naturally takes some of this other stuff out of there. And I really think the key is outside of water, literally everything else in moderate, like everything else in life, I think is moderation, <laughs> even, you know, maybe not fun, but you know, relationships, um, stress around eating, you know, super well or, or training or, um, I don't know, TV, everything, you know, really is like the key is moderation. We are not great at it. That's why I have turmeric and tequila balance. We're learning, we're embracing it with you. We're going through it, but it's always good to be a little more informed on suggestions on what to do, what not to do, but lean in and see what works for you. Add in versus take away. When the heat starts to come out, drink water. I can't explain as a health and wellness professional that these are water and sleep are the two cheapest, easiest, most accessible hacks that you can take advantage of, get control of, and that can significantly impact so much of your health and so many other wellness behaviors in your life. Um, you know, hydration impacts sleep, sleep impacts hydration, your hormones, your attitude with your other people, the way you show up for work, your purpose and life. I mean, it impacts so many things in there basically free and available. So lock and load on the water to sleep. Take these drinks in. Just to recap, we covered water, tea, coffee, alcohol, sugar-laden coffee drinks, juice, and diet soda. Dog the diet soda. Get that out of here. And um, level up in your water. But try those hacks. Add a little bit of fruit in. Make your own spa water at home. This stuff just makes it so much easier to drink more. Get yourself a 20-ounce water bottle. Do your calculation how much water you should have. And then put those rubber bands on there. Thank you, Jackie, on um, tracking your own water. And I think once you do track it, I was surprised 
Some days it was hard for me to get a gallon in. I didn't think that was going to be that big, big of a deal because I bring in water to the gym, whatever. And until I got really conscious of it, I was like, crap, I'm really not drinking that much water. And I consider myself, air quotes, a healthy person. I try and do mostly the right things about 80% of the time uh, in life and nutritionally. Can't be perfect. Uh, but it was kind of awakening on like, I thought I was drinking a lot more than I was and I wasn't. So lean into that. Get your water right. Get your hydration right. Let's bring in summer and... Um, Treat your body and your mind kindly. Have a great day. I will see you next week. Cheers. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.